Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit Geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to Patreon.com slash Geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standard, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Now for a lesson! Konbanwa, Anime Attacker Show, Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard these words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean! Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Nata go supporter o kinishi nanada soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Blast! Yes! Hello, and welcome to the Anime Otaku Show. Tonight, CJ sings things. <laughs> Dale and I just sing things back and forth. It's a thing that we've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is uh, episode nine of our glorious podcast, and I, of course, am your host, CJ. It may be tight, but please don't take it off boat. Joining me tonight <laughs> are Josh. He'll probably write something about food, McGrath. Well, I mean, it's either food or giant robots, and no, yeah. I'm hungry. Carry a play that will end in tragedy. Wilcox. Oh, the shipping wars. And Raul, mouths are for something besides eating? Garza. They are. Um, hey Josh, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, well, tonight we are talking about, uh, well, usual stuff. We've got Darling in the Franks, glorious, glorious episode, season one, episode six, Darling in the Franks, Darling in the Franks, Darling in the Franks, Darling in the Franks, (laughs) uh, season one, episode seven, the shooting star moratorium, somebody on the, on the, uh, writing department found their thesaurus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> also talking about that uh grand crest senki or whatever the hell it is justin calls it by its weed, weeb name record of grand crest war politicky politicking season one episode seven the white prince that's kind of a loaded title but a little bit yeah and really it's more the cinnamon roll prince but we'll get into that yes uh, and season one, episode eight, the Congress dances, which they don't, but metaphors. Yeah, Blech. game of Congress. And we're talking about how to keep a mummy, season one, episode six. I can't grow all at once, so I'll grow over time. Oh baby. And season one, episode seven, scary dreams are okay because I'm not alone. Aw. <laughs> The Ancient Magus Bride, Season 1, Episode 19, Any Port in a Storm. Wink. And Season 1, Episode 20, You Can't Make an Omelette Without Breaking a Few Eggs. Fucking eggs. 
Where do we want to start? R- right off the top? Um, yeah. No, let's start with Ray. Let's start with Grand Crest, by the way. Uh, speaking of 12 more weeks of between us going My Hero Academia and Boku no Hero Academia. <laughs> so, record of Grand Crest Seki War. Uh, Game of Thrones, the anime. Let's start with this. Yeah, but with a lot less boobs and uh and I think death. that's to its detriment because man, I can't fucking keep up with this goddamn show. <laughs> this I show the is sex in Game of Thrones is really bad. But the pacing on this it. show is insane. Like yeah, the pacing on this is just mm. it's it jumps around so much. And the, the show needs a pacemaker. It really does <laughs> in and every the, literal sense. And the thing is, is like this show still has a lot of potential. Like the characters, when you get to see them, are people I want to watch on screen. I want to see what happens next. But at the same time, things are the pacing is a little janky. Um, in the in uh, the White Prince episode, when they're at this ball thing they're having the, to be the nicest of all of us <laughs> the the characters like the main characters are having a conversation right like during this ball sequence yeah and people are supposed to be dancing and interacting and stuff behind them but they're not <laughs> they're frozen there is a guy who spends the entire sequence like this <laughs> Uh, audio listeners, just just watch the video. <laughs> He's basically dancing like an Egyptian. It, yeah, the animation quality is kind of iffy in this. In places, like it's it's only when they zoom out, though. Like the the close ups are still good. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's obvious. Like this this show screams, "Hey, look at our protagonists!" and nothing else matters. Like the the animation quality is like so they have they have good artists the 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 famed artists that we were looking at when you know Justin's like hey this is a show you should watch because you know uh, Lodos War and you know all this good stuff you know so they have the pedigree and those people those people focus on the on the protagonists people with actual names that you're supposed to remember like you know uh, Knight Intern and. Uh, and uh and uh sorcerer and rainbow sorceress and uh and uh edgar from final fantasy 6 and um, <laughs> um and then the rest of everybody including like mid characters like the members of the congress in the second episode they have the interns drawing those guys and they just look real bad <laughs> yeah. like that one dude who gets pissed off that um edgar from final fantasy 6 turns down uh cinnamon roll prince's opportunity speaking of which i'm really glad that he turned out to be an actual cinnamon roll instead of a wolf in cinnamon rolls clothing because i really thought that's where they were going with that like oh this guy is so sweet and innocent he's gonna fucking bite your head off yeah he is actually adorable i thought that at the end of i thought at the end of um episode uh seven like when after he was assaulted and everything like that like i thought he was the dude that that garroted that one of the assassins and no it turns out that it was just one of the people in the uh same outfit to try and hide his identity (laughs) 
but yeah. I said, I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, now he's showing his true colors. He's going to show his bloodlust and like, <clears throat> nope, no. Nope. I mean, he's just like, he's a nerd, and I love him for it. <laughs> and at the ground, it's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, in in episode eight, so pretty. In episode eight, where we hear his love story, and he's just like, "Oh my god, this guy is like hopelessly." Oh, and the the stones in the shape of the rose. Yeah, this rose would never winter. No. (laughs) Also, that was another pleasant surprise for me when, of everything we've seen of Marine so far. And the way he was talking about her, I thought for sure she was playing him like a fiddle and just marrying him for his crest. And it turns out, no, she actually loves him, which, yay, actual love story there. Good job, guys. Not going the predictable route. But also, like, someone assassinated her father to keep them from getting married. So she leaves him at the altar when she had the opportunity to marry him anyway. I mean, she kind of basically let her father's assassins win for no reason. Yeah, and that's kind of another issue with this show as well. Like, they build up her as this, you know, ironclad bitch. And I love her for it. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love that kind of, I love that in in, in anime. But yeah, it's like, that was kind of out of character even for her, even young her. And there's a bunch of that in this show. You thought she was going to be a little bit more like cutthroaty, right? Well, that's what they portray her as in literally Mm. everything except for when she's with Cinnamon Roll. True. Yeah, yeah. Like at the beginning. Alexis. Alexis. Yeah, Alexis in that first episode, she seemed very cold. Alexis, shuffle my playlist. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she seemed very cold and it's like, oh, I'm not going to marry you anymore. And just walks off. Yeah, for no good reason. (laughs) And that's another thing. It's like, she says the assassins killed her father. I thought her father died due to the demon lord showing up. Yeah, I thought like, I I thought they were going to talk about like how his father died because that's what, that's his character arc. I am here where I am because my father died and or was killed. Yeah. And that's how I got my title. My My title. Yeah. 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 I I inherited it. Yeah, but her father died during the wedding scene in the first episode, and I could have sworn that that happened, like, that the demon lord killed him. And possibly, like, this show is really weird. <laughs> Saying it for Justin, because he's not here, it's a bad ap- adaptation. Yeah, mm. and that's the reason why this show, even though it's getting 24 episodes, we will not be talking about it next season. Uh, I'll probably continue to watch it till its end, just so I can get the entire the train wreck. arc, but yeah, it's... hopefully they slow down, but not at like a like a snail's pace. Yeah, hopefully and they it... just breathe. Yeah, exactly. Just let I mean, let like okay. There's no reason, especially since you have 24 episodes. There's no reason why. And the introduction of the Gypsy Wolves, and then saying like, we're gonna spend some time in this forest. Next episode, <laughs> we're never gonna mention this forest ever again. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's that's his castle, right? That's um yeah. Who the fuck knows? Exactly. Yes, it was it was given to him. It because it was supposed to be their mission was to get that area under control, so he's like, "Here, you can have this castle as my vassal basically." 
go forth and pacify. Yeah, exactly. And just and, and then he doesn't and like, but then like they introduced the they introduced the gypsy wolves, and like they got a scene this episode or in episode seven, and like that's it, y'all. Like, <laughs> so like the the battles, they the big battles issue, coming. Though. They did address my fear though. What's thankfully that? The, their clothes transform with them <laughs> <laughs> but i mean they're building up to something but it just they're running yeah. towards it they're, they're, you've, they're had, not the, you've had this vampire it. lord show up and then disappear yeah like... <laughs> and 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 he actually says he gives us a little bit more story where when the emperor quest is created there cease to be yeah. So yeah, that was cool. That was cool exposition. And like right now, I mean, we are. I mean, essentially, we're watching Game of Thrones in anime. And but like, in my opinion, less interesting. Admittedly, this is still a hell of a lot better than the fucking garbage we watched last season with uh, Junie Tyson. So <laughs> I, I am more so disappointed. Better. I'm more so disappointed in this because I I had my I'm not gonna lie I had expectations I had expectations with two of the shows that we're talking about today this season entirely and one of them is holding up to it and one or one of them neither of them are holding up to the expectation that I really wanted them to hold up to and Grand Crest War is by far the worst offender of it I'm still. I'm still judging it slightly more mercifully than uh, Junie Tyson, though, just because when I'm watching Grand Crest War, I get more glimpses of what this show is trying to be than I did with uh, Junie Tyson. Junie Tyson just gave the fuck up until the last three episodes. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It's don't 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 take my grumpiness at this as you know comparing it to what i was bitching about with juni tyson no 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 no. it's uh, it's just not meeting the bar that i set for it and that's my own fault and i understand that um but i mean it's good it's good that we did get two episodes covering alexis's introduction and backstory so it might be that he's important and you know and uh, hopefully he's an abandoned for the next five episodes. Right. Mm. The amount of detail that the artists devote to his hair alone oh. tells me that this is a protagonist character. I hope so. Um, though, like, for a, I mean, I understand again. This is um, based in Western Europe, ish. <laughs> it's like there's a lot more blonde people, and knowing what I know about blonde people in Japan, like, man. I keep expecting one of them or all of them to be related. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, you want to go into the other show that uh, didn't hold up to your expectations so far? Darling in the Franks. <sighs> okay. <laughs> the self-titled episode of Darling in the Franks was really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was great. It delivered my show, my requisite level of shonen bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Including a, I was, I was about ready to yell that I was right and say we were going to get a third transformation right away. And no, it was just him going shonen. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's the blue pulsing tumor is gone. Yeah, so that was but he a, still has a the transformation scar. for Hiro. Yeah, 
but I mean that thing was it or something. Like I'm not sure what the hell happened there. I don't he, think he, he kind of absorbed it. Basically, I think he shown in. Yeah, because there's there's still a mark on his chest where it started from. Yeah. I mean, and because there, none of these kids know what a relationship is. They no. don't know what kissing is. They don't know. Well, they are raised, and as proven with Hero, they are raised if you pilot these Franks, and if you can't, you're useless. Yeah, and they're given a very sterile environment to where boys and girls are separated in pretty much everything, including eating at the same table as your partner. And you would think, you know, coming from a not completely sterile environment... You and I would think, oh, if you're going to partner this robot together and you're basically going to be inside each other's heads, maybe you should do everything together. Maybe you should have your meals together. Maybe you should train together. Maybe you should not be segregated. There's got to be a reason why they're doing it that way. Yeah, there has to be something along the lines of what, like, maybe the actual relationship point of things, which what they're hinting towards with uh, Zero Two and Hiro maybe that's the key to growing up in this universe. Or, I don't know. or maybe it's like they're not able to control the relationship or the something happens because uh, Dr. Franks, Franks or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's Franks, right? Yes. <laughs> no, no, the, the, yeah, I know. The, yeah, uh, doctor. It's Dr. Dr. Franks. Franks yeah. Says, don't uh, let her devour your emotions if you want to. This to last, yeah, yeah. And that's cool. Like that's that's really really rad. Um, like they're they're hit, they're giving just enough drip feed of a story, um, <clears throat> in most of the episodes to keep me interested. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is it something that like does a relationship? If, if because they're keeping it. Oh, obviously, they're, 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 like the, they're, they're trying to keep the kids professional. You pilot this robot, you take this thing out, and that's it, right? Well, then when the relationship actually sparked between Zero Two and Hito, uh, it went full Gundam. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it might have something to do with, um, like they're doing things the more traditional way for these kids. Because if you look at the, um, the we finally get to see Squad 26's Bronx units in yeah. Episode 7. Yes. And Josh pointed out they look a whole lot like nuns. I can see um, yeah. One thing I noticed, when Squad 13 is in battle in the field and they're talking to each other, you hear male and female voices. Yeah, the robots are talking. You don't hear the women talking at all in Squad 26. They are full submissive. Guys are in control. They are just connected to the robots. And so I'm wondering if the traditional Franks are very strict in their gender roles and their, you know, whole whatever segregated purity nonsense they're going for. But these new units are obviously something different. Yeah. Was it the episode before this that they saying like their their Franks was like their model was completely a uh um yeah it was their, it their was design it was the build-up yeah. to the battle yeah, yeah it was episode before this where basically squad 26 is like y'all's robots are fucking weird yeah you have it's no singular design or anything 
while so we see are- 26s and they're like they're all uniformed yeah they're they're mass production models basically and 26 even refer uh, refers to 13 as an experimental squad so it could be that these robots are that these more experimental units as we see with strelitzia in particular are feeding off of the emotions of the relationship but the mass production models do not hence the experimental squad is still doing things the usual way yeah and they're and able to replace it like uh squad 26 ran out of fuel a lot quicker yeah um yeah it, it, absolutely um and it would also kind of explain the reason why like uh leader dude was only kind of only mildly upset that his partner got killed and like it was it was a it was a big deal when you know um <clears throat> ichigo couldn't perform or that lo- it looked like um uh i'm just gonna call her butt girl because i forget her name um almost died and that was actually like emotionally charged it, it almost seemed like they could not pilot this together and also why um Zorome, the douchebag or is that the oh, no Zorome was the kind of douche but just cocky bait yeah. trap yeah the he's guy... the reformed douchebag yeah uh mitsuru i think uh, mitsuru. yeah he was yeah. he was the full-blown asshole who you know basically demanded to pilot alongside zero tune almost died for it yeah um yeah that that guy being with uh, being with a different person i mean obviously is a huge thing and they don't reference it at all but i could probably imagine that if they got down to the nitty-gritty on a personal on a piloting level that mitsudu's and um glasses on h on um they're uh, their robots probably not per- their Franks is probably not performing as well as the others are. I w- I could all I can almost guarantee that. Indeed, and th- they actually little little more hinted at that in the second episode. But yeah, just overall, the, because this episode started with cold open no theme song. Yeah, it's like wait, how many episodes are in this season again? Because this looks a lot like a finale. Yeah, right? I actually had to Google how many episodes. Yeah, no, that's not, that. By the way, that's that whole thing is what got me started on my Slack conversations of trying to figure out what we're watching next season and how many episodes is in this one. So that that's what actually got me started on this because they like they they at the end of episode seven we have a new closing like we don't have a next episode. They just you have the you have the hard close and that's it, like which screams season finale to me. Well, we had followed by followed after cold open no intro we well we had cold open no intro holy fuck what's happening cold ending no episode preview post credit scene yeah who the fuck is nine iota yeah uh i mean it's it's pretty obvious like they um and i've read into uh some of the reddit on this one he's an he's what they call a nine which is a, a single one through nine character. Um, essentially, the uh, the uh, Totsky Elite Ten. <laughs> so, so, so he's not zero nine. He's just nine. Yes. Interesting. That, that's that's the that's the assumption. Of course, is that either that or another one was nine uh, hundreds, because somebody pointed out, and I watched this in the opening for seven. He could not be. Re- he, there's possibility that he could not be referencing 
zero two at all. He could be referencing uh, Hiro because somebody pointed out Hiro's code number at the beginning of the show briefly switches to nine one six and then back to zero one six. Hmm. I have never noticed that. I I actually paid a lot of attention to it this last one, and yeah, it does. Like, but then again, all the zeros kind of kind of like have a blur to them. But this one looks a lot like a nine, and then switches back to a zero. And uh, Mr. Clinton is telling us that iota is the ninth letter in the Greek alphabet. Yes. Um. So there, yeah, there's that. I keep forgetting that. Either way, either way, <laughs> real, real interesting little info drop there. Yeah, and it, just I love it, Reddit's it response to that guy. Who the fuck is this little shit? Right. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Reddit. The, the, Never the, stop. The being fact Reddit. that the fact that Hero's number may have switched is kind of significant. Yeah, because that would mean he had to have been reevaluated at some point. But they they directly reference that in episodes uh, episode eight with him being or seven rather him being the experiment not even her so that and it would have had to have been before he was introduced to his other group because they knew him as zero one six yeah but we don't know like we see them as children but we don't see like there could be a point where before he's put into the orphanage or whatever the the freaking greenhouse that they're growing a garden or he has two codes. If yeah. he's an experimental, um, if he's an experimental subject, which they're saying he is, yes. he could have a code that reflects like his conventional identity. So he could be in there with the other kids. But there's some other ranking system that they're using for the experimental ones. Yeah, they could uh, trigger him at any moment. <laughs> um, um. But yeah, we got uh, we got. It was still a power up, even if it wasn't a transformation power up. Yeah, we got we got where, the wings, which was yeah, really fucking cool, <laughs> real fucking rad. <laughs> that was so cool. Like the, that's one of the anime tropes that I fucking love. Is like the the Subasa, the wings of light. Just that is one of the Ooh. coolest looking fucking things ever. Like mm. I love it when it, when it did it. Fucking like I, I first time I remember seeing it was Gundam Wing. And Tenchi Muyo, like that shit. I love that shit. That is that is one of my that is one of the coolest tropes to me. <laughs> so I really, really, really liked the self-titled episode. It was so good. Yes. <laughs> we have the fucking beach episode. Seven episodes in, and we have a show that is based around fucking fan service. Just pushing it even further. <laughs> the the fan service is the vehicle the thing with trigger is it's never fan service for the sake of fan service it's fan service to tell a story and in this case darling in the franx is not a robot show with fan service it's a show about relationships with robots yeah i just that's the way you would think looking at the robots (laughs) yeah it just this episode for some reason, and like I like the character building that we got in there, and like stuff like that. We didn't the, hate the, the fact that we have confirmed Zerome is not a reverse trap. Yeah, that made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, damn it! Why is he? I, I was actively angry. Like, damn it! Why is he a boy? <laughs> so, 
I'm I'm curious because they realize that they were cuter, but they don't understand these urges. They don't because they. Well, that's that's the thing is that's basic biological programming is the thing is we we know when we find something attractive even if we don't know why that is. Gora, the MVP of this episode, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Although I I do I do. Here's the thing with this episode, and why you might have had you know such reserved feelings about it, CJ, is you may have been focusing too much on the fact that it was a swimsuit episode to catch some of the more subtle nuances that were going on. Um, like Glasses Onechan and Mitsuru had a straight up, we're staying together for the kids, basically conversation. Surprised it took seven episodes. <laughs> Like that, that, that was some straight up cold. I could give a shit less about you dialogue. Yeah. But we're staying um, together for our robot child. And, and, and no, dear, I am, I was not hung too far hung up to understand that this was too smart for my own good. Thank you. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. It's <laughs> that once the swimsuits come out, I think there's a, there's a haha trigger where the brain just automatically goes, Oh, this is a fun episode. And it was. We, there was, there was it, it was. But we're, we're conditioned by the hot springs and the swimsuit episodes from other anime to just kind of dismiss it as a one-off. Like, this is silly and nonsensical, but there was some shit in this episode that is really disturbing and thought-provoking. Yeah, like, Kokoro goes to an abandoned birthing center and actually picks up a book about childbirth. Yeah babies and she puts that's it. gonna be interesting yeah that, that'll be fascinating and it, especially because it's kokoro who is clearly the maternal type <clears throat> it's because she has boobs thanks japan <laughs> well uh. no it's it, it's it's in her entire personality every time she's spoken in the series so far it's been you know more or less let me let me take care of this this little sweet cinnamon roll kind of mentality she, she's the caretaker she's the nurturer and so now she's found something that's probably going to fuel that to even higher extents we're also seeing the kids start to get more curious about things like kissing yeah and what it means and oh when hero parroted back uh zero twos oh you should only kiss the person you love they're all like what love what's that and you get, you know, Ichigo going to the manga store to look at the robots manga. <laughs> and I, you did get a lot of growth out of her, too. That she can actually look at Hiro and be happy for him and not completely heartbroken. And then she kind of backpedals with, I want to be with you forever. Yeah. <clears throat> she gonna get her. Her. Yeah, don't don't you understand, Ichigo? This is a shonen anime. He doesn't understand that you love him. <laughs> also, Goro loves her. Yes. <laughs> like they they do enough of the tropes to like both irritate me and fascinate me with how they turn them on their head because it is a trigger anime. And so like I I understand that you know the tropes are there for them to play with like. Trigger does, I mean, the, but the, the, the only issue is, is that being a, not a full trigger anime, there's some 
trepidation there that they can't go full balls to the wall like they did with talking alien clothing. <laughs> oh, they're they're gonna get there. I'm sure of it. I hope so. Like well, I, it, it feels like they almost have an A1 mm. choker on that. Every time they get a little bit too far, it gets yanked back. We'll we'll see what happened because captains. Because the thing is, we had Gurren Lagan, we had Kill the Kill, which were very true to form, completely balls to the wall trigger. Yes. Then we had Kisniver, which was a much more reserved but still very trigger series. Yeah. Now we've got, and you know, I haven't seen Little Witch Academia, unfortunately, which it, I really is, want to do. It's it's Harry Potter with little girls. But again trigger yeah i mean there now, is still some there like there's I, guys the guys i'm thinking go ahead you go first is that with this show trigger is experimenting with the slow boil like it's 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 literally there they are through the series letting the sexual tension build up possibly i mean it took a couple of x it's a, it's a mecha anime it took a couple of episodes for him to get in the fucking robot. And we're all like, come on, get in the fucking robot. And then episode seven happens and it's like, yes! That's why we wanted you to get in the fucking robot! <laughs> now we've got this this beach episode. Which I think numerically almost lines up with the hot spring episode from uh, Girl and the Gone. It might, actually, but thinking about it. Possibly. I, either way. But it's still got some real interesting stuff in it, like the the whole abandoned town thing the fact that their home is modeled after this building they found by the way that's where i started cluing into like actually enjoying the episode is when uh douchebag mcgee was just like hey come look at this i'm like oh no he's gonna like push kiddo into a death pond or something <laughs> um another little interesting thing that happened in the episode that i think is worth noting uh kokoro and but girl, because I can't remember her name right off the top. Of my head. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> they are like pseudo around the campfire after dinner, and then when they're in their sleeping bags, basically cuddling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, are 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 they actually more interested in each other than the male pilots? Entirely possible, because yeah, I mean that's like. It, uh, and I would love to see that, like them actually expressing, you know, when when we when they start reading those books that they found and figure out what love is, uh, why don't you show me? Um, that because like the, the whole thing with the Dale would have laughed at that stupid joke. <laughs> the the campfire scene when she you know just flops her head down on Kokoro's lap and she's like, oh, the others will get jealous. It's like this seems like it's a very common and comfortable thing for them. Yeah. Like neither of them treat it like anything out of the ordinary. And that makes it real fascinating. Yeah. It, it, it does kind of seem like they're not absolutely not at all interested in their, in their, um, in their partners. Unlike, you know, Goro and Ichigo with, you know, blue balling blue goo. And then, you know, him pining after her because she's totes adorable. And so at this point, who do you think has the biggest target for the death? And, and let's face it, uh, Mitsuru and Glasses Chan have hate boners for each other, so you know, <laughs> yeah. I am worried that it's uh, food boy, yeah, big, yeah, the bigger boy, yeah. The, the oof is going to be the uh, I hope not, but yeah, it seems like it they, that that pairing does kind of have 
the death flag. Their their pairing is unusual, and he as a character, his character is I like to eat. Yeah, and I like Kokoro. Hmm. All right, so let's move on into that. Was that was a really detailed explanation of a show, you guys? Well, that's the thing is that's uh, again. It's it's a it's a beach episode, but there was still a lot to dig into with it. Yeah. Also, really quick before we move on, this whole episode, this whole series has this theme of opposites combining to form a whole, right? You've got your male and your female. Every episode follows a pattern. There's action story and passive story, or not passive story, but you know, not yeah. robot story. Dramatic story. Cerebral. Yeah. There's action and cerebral combining to tell the whole story yeah no I, i've noticed that as well um it's just i don't know it, it was it was disc it was there was a disconnect there for me and i don't know why um but something i don't think any of us can be disconnected on is how you should indeed keep your mummy oh my god you guys <laughs> oh this fucking show oh my god you guys <laughs> this show i was watching it before we uh before i made the call Oh, so all right. This is um, like adorableness wrapped in goodness, wrapped in fluff, wrapped and in... sunshine. Yes, and bacon. Mm, bacon. Yes, we um, needed this show because whoa, we have a lot of heavy stuff. Oh yeah. Speaking of, by the way, uh, because Dragon Ball Super didn't happen, I usually uh, I usually watch Dragon Ball Super on Sunday nights before I go to bed. I'm glad I watched Darling in the Franks, the beach episode last night while I was trying to go to bed because uh, remember what I was complaining about not wanting to watch Sakura at work. So yeah, mummy. I can't oh grow gosh. all at once, so I'll grow over time. Oh, so uh, this is where every all the the first three introduced. We're gonna now that now that that quote unquote weird growing pain slash conflict is over. Let's show all of them together. Oh my God, the dragon has learned how to write, <laughs> and he teaches the others how to write too. Oh my god, and of course, Mikun being the sweetest thing that nobody deserves, always together. Just I I started crying. I'm not even gonna lie. Like rip my freaking heart out. Why don't you, you adorable monster? And this is ripping out with good feels. Yes. Not the and then they go and and then they go and hide them around the house. Yes, the monsters go and hide little find it notes around the house for the for the for their friends because they're not their owners like no they're friends to find and just oh piece together the little puzzle that they created and it's just oh my god <sighs> and then we have an in this episode as well we have introduction to hey remember this is a world where magical creatures are okay so hey the quote-unquote conflict is the mandrake we're getting loose. Uh, and the fact that Son uses it as a fucking alarm clock. <laughs> while she's sleeping inside of the coffin. Yes, while she's sleeping with the dog inside the coffin. <laughs> she's created this group Goldberg device to wake her up out of the coffin. With a fucking mandrake. Wait, I didn't notice that she had the dog with her. 
Yeah, yeah. They, she made a point of saying that she. <laughs> well, um, uh, Sora always says that. Oh yeah, she always sleeps with Pochi. <laughs> which makes it which makes it complicated considering Pochi gets out of the room later in the next episode. It's like, did he break out of the coffin? Is she in the coffin? What's going on here? Maybe she was sleeping with it cracked. Yeah, you always like to leave the window cracked when your dog is in the car. <laughs> Just leave the coffin cracked. I mean, I can't believe the coffins breathe very well. I mean, they don't need to. I'm pretty sure the point of them is that they don't breathe. Exactly. Because you don't want them coming back to life and being adorable. And a dog? One, 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 Miku's like little bark. Yes. Like, when, when, when he's trying to. a dog? <clears throat> when, when he's trying to help with, with, with the chores. Oh, oh, yeah. Because 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 Mikun has always tried to be really helpful and caring. <clears throat> But Sora and Kaede are talking about how, oh, he's the type you have to take care of. And he takes offense to that. So he tries to step up his game by doing things like Back. cleaning the bathroom or answering the, the phone, phone. <laughs> when oh he can't God. talk. <laughs> why, why, why is a puppy answering? What? Did, oh, oh, hi, Sora. <laughs> Oh, um, and, and just I love like how uh, girlfriend Chan, um, Moki Chan, yeah, mo- um, uh, yeah, she she's like all into this with Sora and everything like that, and Sundari Kun is just like I don't understand how you guys can be so accepting of this. <laughs> he's like he, I think he's still like this isn't really happening. <laughs> I do love their conversation between him and Coney though. Uh, just the sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. I don't like it. And then Cody just punching him like gently. Like, that is the best. Oh, don't worry. This is their their, their relationship. Yeah, because it, it's always like, yeah, I've known this guy for most of my life. This is how this is how he shows his love, mm-hmm. and it's obvious that's how it is because he's smirking and like, and, and Connie. Oh, that didn't like, hurt at all. His eyes, bop, bop, bop. Like it's it's so that that's great that like they actually have this development of these characters that not all of them are just copy paste. Yeah, they're and, all tropes, and the dragon whatever. like he flies so adorable, and then they see him l- losing steam going down because he can only fly five kilometers by himself, and then you have to lo- then you have to add on to that five a, meters, uh, five meters, yeah, probably a heavy oni, especially for a baby dragon, and. Mm. Uh, Mikun don't weigh anything. <laughs> I like how Kony's like, oh yeah, he's he's probably trying to decide sushi. What kind of sushi? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and this, this show has more character development than Judy Tyson. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, um, or the, uh, the 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 running gag of Isao trying to keep Moki Chad covered while she's sleeping. Yes. Yeah, he's he's wanting to protect her decency. It just like covers her up. And just well, her and, uh, particularly in in Japan, uh, it's it's an it's a an old wives' tale. If you sleep with your stomach exposed, you'll get sick. Yeah. And it even you you even see that like when uh, when she keeps uh, throwing the covers off and exposing her stomach. Yeah, he's, uh, Isao he's, actually hallucinates her getting sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the next episode happens. And we get our fourth member of the cute creature Sentai. <laughs> Who is... These guys are freshmen, right? 
the the first three are freshmen? I don't think. I think they're second years. Yeah, okay. I, I think they're second. Yeah, because yeah, the the um, the 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 uh, the blonde kid is a third year. Um, yeah. Though they don't directly call him senpai, which I'm surprised they didn't, to be com- to be completely honest, considering how fucking Japanese this show is. <laughs> it is, but he did tell them, like, I mean, that when he introduces himself to Sora, he says, call me by my first name or my last name. Yeah. So which is, I, yeah, I want to be your friend. <laughs> well, once, and besides, once you join the yokai club. Yes. Um, but I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised though they didn't compare it like they didn't start off calling him that uh, but then again like he doesn't act like a typical third year so no he acts like a fucking crazy person how violent do you have to be in your sleepwalking to be banned from the nurse's office <laughs> to get thrown out of your house yeah that too hmm. this kid was abandoned by his parents basically yeah because he was so violent in his nightmares like since he was a child, so this is 13 years. He has not had a decent night's sleep or not been violent for 13 years. And then he comes back after three days of being asleep and he's like Straight. completely different person. <laughs> also, I'm surprised. Uh, it would have been a nice little thing if, uh, what's his name? Muka Muka? Uh, Muka Muka. He, uh, it would have been great if, he, since he was already fluffy and adorable, if he would have came back a little bit fatter because of three days of doing nonstop eating. <laughs> I would have just loved that little bit of a th- throw there. Like, right. so, so that why does he seem bigger is, than the last like time I saw him? a dream eater, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's a baku. Yeah, he is a literal dream eater. Like he eats it, nightmares. Yeah, it is a it is a type of yokai that eats nightmares. And I love I love the nod to yokai lore where he actually had the ofuda all over his window, and Sora, being Sora, knows how to help him with it. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to stop him. You want him to eat this shit. Come on, dude. Also, talk about the power of friendship solving problems. When uh, you listen to someone. Yeah. Um, it, 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 and like, I, I mean, I love that, like, even in his rage, he's almost, a, he's almost ready to hit a girl. And I'm like, oh, no. And by the way, I kind of called it that the, the fourth character would be an, like a, a hurdle to get over of some kind. <laughs> More so than any of the other three were. He immediately um, regretted it, though. Like, when he oh, realized yeah. that he almost hit her, that's why he freaked out and was like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I love, love their interaction while the two of them are sitting on the roof later. It was like, they're, they're like You're so scary. <laughs> yeah. Tasuki turns that on quick. Uh, I mean, obviously, um, Sundari-chan is, a, is very uh, protective of his friends. Like you, especially, uh, especially girlfriend John. <laughs> there are reasons that this guy is the one that attracted the Oni. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Each of them has a obvious like reason why they are attracted to why they got their specific um, why why they got their specific yokai. But um, um, for some reason, I don't think Sora's like completely like bliss and happiness. Well, the, the 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 thing with him is he's th- this is his life. He's always dealt with this. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's not that you know Mikun was attracted to him like Connie was to Tazuki or Isao to Mogijan. You know, he, he was sent to him one in a long line of things. Uh, I was I think it was the pr- the previous episode to the two we're talking about now, 
where he's like, oh, don't open that. That's where, like, you know, the cursed Rumadol is and everything. It's like he's got a house, a, a room at least, full of crazy spirit crap that his dad has sent him from his travels. One of them is Mr. Mandrake. <laughs> yes, to yeah. this. No, no, but I'm yeah. saying like yeah, at this he's... point he's desensitized. But I, I see what you're saying there, Raul. Yeah, he's he's way too good. There has to be like I, I kind of want there to be a something boiling underneath. Like give because mm. of all the characters, Sora has gotten the least developed. Like you don't really know anything about Sora outside of his dad's a crazy ar- archaeologist and sends him weird mm. shit. But yeah, I mean, him, like he's a... he's very well. He seems pure, happy, cutesy. And then, how did he meet his his uh, best friend? Well, they get into that uh, because uh, Totsky was seeing saw the dragon, hmm. and he's like, "Oh yeah, that stuff that these oh, things." Oh yeah, exist. that's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they knew and each other in preschool. They <laughs> they get a little bit of we get a little bit of backstory from Sora in that he's kind of always been alone because dad's always been off. You know, we don't know where mom is, if she's even alive. Yeah. Dead mom anime trope. Um, Kaede is in the fridge. Yeah. Kaede is doing her work and, and Tazuki noticed this when they were in preschool. He's like, Oh, by the way, you're hanging out with me now because he was lonely. So we know Sora is always alone pretty much. And he is also extremely invested in everybody around him to the point that he cried his soul out over a little baby bird that he couldn't help. Yes. Mm, yes, that's right. And yeah. so sending him Mikun is someone to always be with him. So he's not alone. And also someone to reciprocate some of that love that he pours out into other people. Yeah. And also to kind of bring everybody together because it's his friendship with Mikun that attracts all of, like, it helps him get closer to Tazuki, even though they're already close. But then it starts attracting the other people, like the other creatures start coming as a chain reaction to this. And he's starting to get more friends and he's starting to, you know, come out of his own little shell a little bit. Oh, can we talk? When um when they all four of them get together, they're not playing. They're just all jumping on the. Uh... Yeah, because he's soft and squishy. Yeah, yeah and... like, hey guys, can we come up with a new game? <sighs> and I like how the 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 pudgy little pig thing is like, oh yeah, he can move at the speed of sound. The speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it is kind of a it's a ticking time clock to have at least one episode of. Now that all four of them are together, one episode of some kind of conflict. And I'm, I'm excited for that one because, yeah, we've had sugar fluff and everything nice. I would like to just see something like something a little meatier. Yeah, exactly. Give me some semblance of a plot, even if it does, even if it is just kind of resolved immediately, even hand wavy. I don't care. Just kind of give me something. We'll see what happens with the next episode because, I mean, we've, we've still got five episodes to go. You said this was a 12 episode? Yes. So we still got five episodes to go. Next episode, it looks like they're going somewhere. Yeah. And the episode title was something like New Places, New Friends, Strange Friends. Yeah, and there were like some Miko-looking ladies. Miko-looking ladies. And uh, it's it shown very briefly in the opening uh, some kind of animate Jizo statue. Yeah. I mean – even even Kobayashi had, you know, the the. Uh, oh hi, like, Dad. 
Yeah, the fight, the quote fight. <laughs> like the, con- the confrontation. Yeah, and that's all I want. Just like something to give that little bit of push forward in the plot or give that little bit of character development. Like that, I mean, I don't want anything super fluffy, even if it's like like with Kobayashi. It's it's one episode and done. Cool, awesome. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We got five episodes, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um possibly the best show in a long while. Ancient the Ma- ancient Magus Bride. <sighs> Fuck you, Cardophilus. Fuck you, Cardophilus. Oh <laughs> god. <sighs> you rat fucking bastard of a cursed child. <laughs> Who we did may get... in fact be possessing someone, but yeah, Joseph yeah. is a is a vessel, you guys. Yeah, that kid is innocent. Yeah. Um. So I'm guessing that he's probably a slave eggy with uh, Joseph is, because that they as shown in the second as shown in uh, episode uh, twenty, like they can absorb energy into themselves, and he directly Cartophilius directly calls himself a curse. So I'm guessing whatever vessel he is, is, was a sleigh baggie. Yeah. And she say encounters the original mm. Joseph in her dream. Yep. Because mm. she say is all of the magics. Yeah. Well, that poor, the, the poor, poor Dargans. Poor dragon. Oh, <laughs> fucking hate you. I had trouble watching that episode. Mm. Or that sequence in particular. Because it opens up with one of them's on the table getting shredded. Yeah, so we knew something was going to happen. And it was the one that was like the most like exploration. Hey, let's go do this thing. Fly with me. Come on, buddy. Let's go do this thing. Um, so obviously Cardophilius still has a second one. Has the other one. Well, no, that's the one that was in the auction, wasn't it? No, the, there there was one getting dissected, and then the one that was in the cage watching, and the one that was in the cage watching is the one that was auctioned off. Yes, yeah. yes. So yes. he still has one. Um, or what's? Well, yeah, he was. It was. He was alive. It was. Alive. Was Op- operating word there was. Um, but I mean, with this being a thing, it's probably still alive. It's just not itself. The issue with that one was, if I remember correctly, it's the baby one that uh, turns into feels dragon later. Like I think it's a baby feels dragon. No, because the 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 two that were abducted were because it was only two of them. Yeah, there was the yeah. the winged type and the the horn type. Yeah, but wasn't the horn type um, the one that? Turned... Well, they said they said that all of them turn into trees. Well, I yeah, it's more so just the same type as uh, as Nevin. As Nevin, I, I don't think so. I think that was a different one. Okay, because. If, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, the the three archetypes of baby dragon that were shown were the flying type that grew up really fast, yes, to be able to carry Chisei around. Yep. Uh the the squat little Nevin type. Yes. And or- then there was the the third type, which is I believe the one that was being dissected, was the horned type, and they were kind of fuzzy and bipedal. Yeah. Okay. Like rap- Raptorian almost. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I mean, obviously that that's going to be a payoff. There is the second dragon. Um, so we find out that Lindo can't leave the 
Yeah, he's stuck there. Yeah, he is he is basically a part of the land of dragons. Yeah. Obviously he can send stuff out as seen with um Metatuli. Yeah, Metatuli. Um not Selkie. Uh sorry. Uh, well she she is she is a Selkie. That's her species, but her name is Metatuli, as we find out. Yeah. And then we uh, find the uh alchemist, what's his name? Alice's master. Uh Renford. Renford. Yeah. He goes to the college, which we don't know. I mean, I guess it's a magic college, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It is. It's a sorcery I, school. Yeah, yeah sorcery exactly. school. Um, um, so, yeah, he goes there and has some very interesting people that he works with and gets drunk really fast and is a soppy drunk because, of course, he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, we, we see that the man used to wear sweater vests. Yeah. Come on. You you haven't been the same since you've lost your arm. I know. <laughs> I mean, this guy this guy is Dad Roy Mustang. So yes, absolutely. Speaking of losing an arm, though, you notice that uh, Cartophilus has fell off, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, so his yeah. body rejected the arm for from Renfred. Yeah. Yeah. Because he stole Renfred's arm, basically. Yeah. And basically, he took like knowledge for mate the sorcerers tra- transferred through any limb because he l- apparently learned how to do things through his arm yes apparently i'm getting well what i'm guessing is is that when he took renfred's arm he also took that device or a copy of it and just reverse engineered it yeah or all yeah either that or, yeah also maybe knowledge transferred through blood or whatever um, genetic memory literally yeah um, what else interesting happened in these episodes? Uh, they they all stroll taken. into the uh, okay. the auction, and okay. Alice. <laughs> Alice, yeah, Alice know. just wearing her own suit thing instead of the uniform. But also, where the fuck was this guy with Chise's checkbook? Right now, holy! Uh, was he just gonna sit on that? Apparently, what what oh, was the your task? <laughs> how, how how much did? She... A lot because she was also selling off her mana flowers. So no, no, no. How, how how much was she bought for? How much did five million uh, pounds? I only know that because I watched Gigook's um, review of it recently. Okay, <laughs> so five and so five she million has... pounds. So she has two point five million pounds in that checkbook. <laughs> like, yeah, and she offered her magic flowers for sale. So she got half of whatever those sold for. Yeah, so probably another maybe million. Um, I don't know. Like money doesn't seem to be an object that's being seen by three hundred million dollars on a uh, dragon, and basically added on to the hundred and fifty million from the college, because that was their budget on the dragon was one hundred and fifty. No, it wasn't one hundred and fifty. It was one point five. Oh yeah, one point five. Um, and then built up from there. So like combining her yeah <laughs> she has a talk, lot of money talk, talk about learning your own value yeah right oh that's thanks for giving me that um I, I did think it was interesting that they did that though like the fact that she was basically the the executor of herself yeah because yeah, she sold she, herself yeah nobody forced her into it also <laughs> 
fuck involved in that like oh and then <laughs> who do you call for that shit yeah i want to sell myself on your uh, to on your auction why i don't know because my mom killed herself uh sure <laughs> well they she was gonna jump from the roof of her school yeah and they caught they i don't know have a sleigh beggy suicide watch i don't know they, <laughs> the guy just showed up and stopped her and was like hey instead of doing this why don't you do this instead and she was like, yeah, whatever. And, um, and then Elias was like, all of my money. Oh, and then when the dragon explodes in, inside the, the, the cage. <sighs> Transform! Right. Did you notice for a split second he kind of looked like Proto-Elias? Yeah. Yes. Like the same slick, scaly, slimy, glorpy. I'm, I'm kind of thinking... Elias, um, Elias or I'll allow Elias. 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 I've said Elias on the show more than once because I watched the show and dubbed as well, and that's okay. what his name is in dub. So uh, I'll Ainsworth. Ainsworth. There you go. That Ainsworth seems like he's a mixture of a couple. Like he might be yeah. a failed experiment by Joseph. No, not it. Joseph. Just like. By nature, trying to fuse multiple beings together. We know he's part fey. Yeah. And we know that he is referred to as the failure born in the forest. So he is some kind... He's basically... And I'm pretty sure he's referred to this, or it may just be my brain calling him this and filling in the blanks because Mandela Effect is real. Um, He's basically a, a, a halfling sort of creature. Yeah, they reference him being halfway between Fey and human a bunch. So yeah, there we go. Uh, Spriggan particularly, yeah, calls calls him that in a very insulting manner because Spriggan. Yes. Yeah, it's like they do not. Well, he does not like him at all. No, I think it's just more so that he's so conditioned to be disliked that he's just not really trustworthy. He's not. He doesn't trust anybody because nobody trusts him. Hmm. As seen with the witch's coven in uh, the second episode. Yes. So dragon pops out and we finally get to see the dragon above England. Yep. Um, in uh, what's required. That was from the opening sequence, the new yep. opening sequence. I still hate the music on that one. Yeah. <laughs> not the only one. And <sighs> yeah. So Chizo like Chizo. Ch- chorizo. Uh, I did it before in the pre in the post pre show. Derek, <laughs> um, just takes them right into the the river. Yeah, I do. I do love that. By the she way, say. I totally forgot that that silver haired person was Elias. Like, why does he keep picking new faces? Yeah, and apart apparently this was completely put together by him. So it was a weird combination of. Uh, Chise's face and like Shannon, yeah. Um, but Elias's responses why are all of your selfish requests never for you? Yes, but uh, we, we get a little bit of a payoff on that. Yeah, she she she's trying to earn her keep basically. That moment between her and Elias. Um, but before that happens, we get an awesome flight scene through London 
Elias gets smacked off of a dragon's back. Ruth gets to be awesome. And a long boy. (laughs) (laughs) The longest long boy. Um, yeah, brings him down in the river, like Raul said. Um, and wakes up with a weird fucking arm. Oh, boy, with a curse. And promptly gets smacked across the face by Angelica. Yeah! I would do the same to my own daughter. And she was crying. Yeah. Angelica was very, like, happy and mad and proving that human emotions are complicated. (laughs) And, well... Oh, and how she beat, um... Ainsworth to the. Uh, I gave him a talking to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was he was real spooped. But, yeah. uh, no, no, but like and yet she beat him to she beat Elias to she says side. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, because I mean, especially with Angelica's case, I mean, we've we've seen her arms. Yep. She she knows the dangers of going too far. And she's warned Chise about this. So she has every reason to want to slap the bitch across the face. And it's given her now two things to try and not have her go too far. Oh, um, when they're all in there and she says, like, telling them, I know what's going to happen. You don't have to sugarcoat it. And they're just all like super somber because they know there's nothing that they can really do. Yeah. And given how... That's kind of the interesting thing with Chise is, you know, she's she, she's basically understands the fact that she's twice doomed, basically. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, she has so a... what's one more curse? Yeah. And, and like, then the... I, I know I, I I have an expiration date. I mean, I'm I'm not. And this that moment with Elias. Where also, he... happy birthday, Chise. Yeah. <laughs> that moment yeah, with sorry. Elias where he reaches back to her and is like, you're always the one asking me to come home. You're always the one extending your hand to me. Let me return the favor, basically. You know, why Why are you leaving so easily? And Ruth being like, yeah, listen to him. <laughs> Ruth just sitting between her legs yes. like a dog. Like, he even is. in his yeah. human form, like a dog. Um, but yeah, uh, Carrie's actually got a real interesting theory about what may be happening. Yeah, so um, we see Cardophilus noticing what happened to Chise and how he thinks like that something can be worked out with this. And he elaborates a little bit on it as the episode closes. Cardophilus wants to die. <clears throat> the only way Chise can live is if somebody takes her place. That is part and part. That is 100% the entire story of the wandering Jew, by the way. And I love the fact that they are getting into that as well. Hmm. Like the wandering Jew is cursed for all eternity until Jesus comes back to life to wander the earth. So yeah, I love that they're pointing that into it and he hates himself for having that curse. So that's that is fantastic that once again <clears throat> Japan likes to play with other people's religions. <laughs> and what I'm wondering though is in order for Cardophilus to take Chise's place, does Joseph have to die too? Poor Knights of Magic kid. 
or will they will we actually get to see Chisei have an adopted little brother? <laughs> or is is that is that her brother? Oh, no, nah, she's no. seen Joseph. She would have said something. Yeah, she she's met Joseph, so I'm sure that would have been immediately brought up upon. But yeah, it would it would be very much interesting because the, uh, the the witch mentions that there has to be you know an exchange basically. Good job and... on. I don't know why it surprised me so much because I just because I watch so much Eastern television, I guess. Nice having actual like Wiccan witches. Thank you. <laughs> um, and also kind of potentially leading, lending some weight to that. The arm Cartophilus is down is the same arm Chisei's got cursed. Oh, well, something that caught my attention as well. When um, Chisei's friend is coming to bring her sweets. Oh my god, I love her so much. She listens in. Yeah, so she knows what the hell's going on. No, no, that no. Girl's I gonna, mean, that the... girl has a, um, now a uh, ashen eye to target over her head. Yeah, no, no, but but the witch says it's like, oh, what a shame, so young. Yeah, what the hell was that all? Uh, well, I mean, then again, she had a run in with the Ash and I, so maybe that leaves a scar on people for who are able to be, see, especially, you know, cursed cursed users like the witches. Yeah. Makes me wonder if uh, Stella will be will uh, become a mage or a witch herself. I hope or so. A sorcerer. So yeah, we have Stella, and she listened in, but she only got half of the context because of, you know, what Chise and Elias were talking about. Go figure, people don't have super exposition-y conversations among themselves when yeah. the consenting parties know what's going on. Um, so she only has half the story, but she does know that Chise is in danger. Yeah, and also on a closing note, uh, Chise and Elias accidentally a dragon baby. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. They don't even like address that they have a dragon sleeping in the yard. Well, they address it like the dragon's here too and then move on because that's what like. <laughs> well, the thing is the dragon is there. The dragon is alive. The dragon is sleeping and not burning down London. Meanwhile, yes. Chise has a doom timer over her head. Yeah. So a, a, a forcibly. Let sleeping dragons lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and move on really quick. Um, I just want to touch on Dragon Ball Super episode 128 very quickly. Uh, Vegeta goes out like a boss. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> With all of the feels. <laughs> Again, uh, also, biggest feels on this one? Uh, this is the last episode with uh, Bulma's voice actress. Aww. And the fact that Bulma is like in the show saying goodbye, it just feels like this, the voice actress is saying goodbye to all of you. And it's... I was listening to her voice and like, I'm tearing up just listening to her. It's something irreverent. Like <laughs> we, we had a similar situation when we went and saw the last of the night at the museums. Oh, with uh, Robin Williams, with, the, with, with the, the, the very end when Robin Williams is talking about, you know, smile at sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. I was, openly sobbing during mm. that yeah it just it, it was like it was it just it sent like a 
ice pick into my heart. Like it was just like ripping into me. And like I said, it's something completely reverent, like saying goodbye to Vegeta when he was going off to the tournament of power. Like there was a very, they passed it off. Like there was a very real chance that Vegeta was going to die. And there's a very real chance that he could have died if, if Jiren wouldn't have been fucking around with him because he couldn't power up. Vegeta tries to power up and can't. Like he has no juice left. He has nothing left to give. Uh, yeah. And he gives the last, like he goes out. I mean, giving. He goes out like being a punching bag for Jiren. <laughs> but I mean, because... he tries. He gives every ounce. Yeah, he does his most Vegeta thing and just goes until the very, very end and then does the most interesting thing ever. And I'm leaving everything up to you, Kakarot, and throws him the last little bit of his power. That's some fucking character character growth right there. Right? Yeah. Vegeta is still the best character in Dragon Ball. In, Absolutely. In, in all the series, no one gets more character development than Vegeta. Yeah, of anybody else, fucking Vegeta. Like, hello, Reggie thirty three. Oh yeah, Vegeta starts crying because he realizes that he can't fucking realize his own dream. Like he can't, he can't give Kaba back up. He can't, he can't grant his wish. He can't grant his wish, which is bring Kaba back. He's afraid that he's never going to be able to see his family again because he honestly thinks that this monster can and will kill him <laughs> so he's he's trying to give every possible thing that he can and then does including he he relinquishes his very pride and part of his soul to this man that he came to originally murder like, yeah i mean from a child to this point vegeta has gone through some shit yeah he's literally seen his entire planet ripped from him everything that he knew and loved destroyed up until this culmination of this him crying because he is so frustrated that he can't win and it's not because i need to win i'm a saiyan it's i need to win because i've made these promises and this is what i am now and i can't realize that and so he goes out he starts crying and it's like oh my god <laughs> and this is the villain that was introduced in the second arc yeah, like he, and not just, villain. It, it, this is a character. Yeah, he, who this, was introduced as a villain. Yeah, it, 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 it's just oh, and just culminating in that one line, Kakarot. I'm leaving this all to you. I really want to see what he would make of the Saiyan race if he got his wish of reviving them. Yeah. Um. And then, like, all that's kind of, like, he goes to, he get, he gets knocked out, and he's still alive when he gets knocked out, which is what matters. And then, like, he kind of stutter, stutter breaths, like, he's giving his last breath, and then Krillin shoves the magical deus ex uh, legume into his mouth. Sensubeed! <laughs> there it is. Krillin yeah. knew what he do, which is sensubeed, exactly. And Krillin is the white mage. Yes. And uh, he comes back, and Goku, like, yeah, he gave himself, he gave his power to Goku, but that's that was enough to get him up into blue for like a second. And Jiren's like, Yeah, fuck you, dude, and just starts beating the ever living crap out of him. And Goku's about ready to give up. And Vegeta just yells out, You know, everybody's yelling out Goku, even even Roshi is afraid that he's gonna lose. And Vegeta just yelling out, Kakarot, I didn't give myself for you for nothing. And then Ultra Instinct, <laughs> like it's the complete Ultra Instinct. And uh 
Yeah, well, it's it's the build up to it. He goes in Ultra Instinct like point five, where he's able to not only defend, which is kind of what you've seen the entire time, except for uh, Khalifa. It's always been absolute defense or absolute offense in Ultra Instinct mode. And now he's dodging Jiren's attacks and also landing punches on him. Oh and yeah, he is beating mode. his ass. And then we get a flash for, and then we get a uh, flash of white hair, and that's where the episode ends. And we didn't fucking get one this episode this week. Yeah, because it's probably it's going to end on one thirty. So we got two more episodes left. I kind of wish they would just let let give us both episodes at the same time. Yeah, yeah right. Just give us a an, an give hour. Us an hour like they did with uh with the introduction of Ultra Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man, could you imagine how gushy it would be if we had two episodes to talk about? Ugh. Um. Oh. So other than that, um, we'll probably get a time skip in the last what maybe five minutes of the last episode. God, I or, or it's probably going to be in the in the movie that's invariably going to come out. Oh yeah, I think they already have two movies. They two have movies. one slotted for December this year, uh, but that's the 30th anniversary celebrating Saiyans movie that they're giving. Oh, okay. And I don't know if they're going to do like a OVA or something along those lines, or if they continue doing it. Like I, I would, they definitely have to skip past Z because the issue with this with this arc, there's no. Like, there's no fear that Goku's not going to win. I am mad that we didn't get the fusion. Um, but, like, there's no there's no emergency because we know Goku wins. Like, we know Universe 7 isn't destroyed. Well, we don't know Goku wins. We know Universe 7 isn't destroyed because it's the end of Z. Yes. Like, so they have to get past that, completely decimate GT. Like, get that the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, just not that. Let's not uh, have, uh, whatchamacallit, the Goten and Trunks that was in the last episode of Z, I did not like them. I mean, I didn't enjoy Goten and Trunks, well, Trunks really, until GT. Uh, and then Goku, Goten just is there for a couple of episodes and does what Goten does, which is literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, like it. Trunks is at least, you know, does things. And Goten is just kind of there to play off of Trunks and also so Gotenks can happen. Doesn't yeah. Trunks become be like president of Capsicorp or something? Or director or something? Uh, Probably. All, All right. right. So this last Saturday, uh, the Anime Awards 2018 happened. on uh, Sponsored by Crunchyroll. Uh, they did a uh, live cast of it hosted by an actual friend of mine. Uh, uh, well, I call him a friend. He knows me by name, at least. Uh, Anthony Carpone. <laughs> um, and it was it was an interesting. Um, it was an interesting award ceremony. All these were uh, vetted by or uh, voted on by fans. And uh, we have the winners. Uh, let's start from from the bottom up. That, that's literally what I was gonna do. Uh, oh, okay. You guys got the. You guys have the link open, by chance. Nope. You should pull the link open. <laughs> Might be a good idea. Uh, so best CGI. Um, the winner is Land of the Lustrious, Studio Orange. I don't know what that is. 
it's on Amazon though. So I mean, there's that. I mean, I saw the the video clip of it when we were um, when I was watching the original like see who won things, and the CGI did look really cool. Yeah. So I mean, apparently it was good enough to be up there with all of them. So I don't remember who all was in that. This next one kind of like, of course, it won best film. Because it has to, because it got fucking snubbed by fucking Boss Baby. Yeah, you know, Boss Baby's great. We're going to ignore the best film of easily last, best animated film of last year. But yeah, no, yeah, Boss Baby deserves to, be, to get an Oscar nod. What won best film, Raul? Uh, your name. Yes, it did. Which, and that it, is a great movie. Fucking deserved it. Uh, best score. Made in Abyss. Yes. <laughs> I have not seen this one. It is fucking amazing. Uh, next uh, up, uh, Best Animation. CJ? Uh, it's first award, uh, My Hero Academia Season 2. As glad as I am that this one won, and it was probably because of Izuku versus Todoroki, I still feel like Ancient Magus Bride should have taken this one. Yes, and that's the one I voted for on that one. Like. <laughs> um, best ending. So I'm thinking this is the best ending sequence, right? Yeah, yeah best not, ending song. Okay, best ending song, not the. Um, yeah. We not have, the actual best ending. <laughs> yeah, we have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Yes. Yeah. I mean it's 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 cute. Yeah, it was a little weird, but I could see why. Like there wasn't I mean, endings are kind of hit and miss though. And this one was just it went oh well, it went well with the show. Like it wasn't something weird and nonsensical. Like it it was it it, it deserved it. Like yeah. for endings considering you have weird like jazz dance exits for shows. Like Hey. I, hey. I'm not saying I don't love them. I'm just saying it's a thing that doesn't make sense with the rest of the anime. <laughs> I do like that it was one where the voice actresses were singing a song and it actually, like... Yes. So, uh, opposite of best ending, we have the best opening. Yeah. Peace, Peace sign. sign. From My Hero 2, which, yes. <laughs> yes, but also here was nominated from Ancient Magus Bride. Yeah, I actually i i did give it to i did give it to here, um, it, with my voting of it. But I can again, these are fan based, so the most popular is going to win. And when it's My Hero Academia versus literally anything, uh, spoiler alert, fair chance that My Hero is going to win. Uh, let's see, best continuing series. Uh. Josh's count that he tried that he got me interested in is uh, March comes in like a lion, best continuing series. I've heard good things about this. Um, my Josh did that one episode where he tried talking to us about it, right? Or was that a different one? Am I am I Mandelaing? You're Mandelaing pretty hard. Justin may have. May have been. Uh, all you J names look the same to me. Uh, all right. So best slice of life, we got Girls Last Tour. Sure. Which, I am like so they're... sad that Sakura Quest didn't take this one. 
Um, I think I voted for that one just because, like, if I, I vote because I don't shut up about it. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I hope it wins, just so Carrie has a, a good thing to go with. <laughs> like, I've uh, never seen it before, but Carrie likes it, so I mean, it must be okay. Uh, we got Ms. Kobayashi again for best comedy. Yep. Yay. And, and the one yeah, that we I all agree. Better comedy anime from last this last year, so best drama. Oh, my, ancient Magus bribe for best drama, boys. Well, of course. You can't. Uh, make, uh, best action definitely belonged to my hero. On that, yeah, one. That absolutely. Was, that was easy. Uh, best villain also for my hero. Um. I don't know. I like Stain as a villain. I don't know if he was the best. I can't remember. Who else was nominated for Best Villain? Uh, I wish they showed the nominees. Right? Anime Awards 2018. I think they already updated it to where... Yeah, I know. I'm hoping that I can find... Okay. Uh, Stain, Tanya Drushchev. Uh, for the series, uh, the saga of Tanya the Evil, uh, Brone Word from Maiden Abyss, Cartophilius, which is who I voted for, uh, Hiro from Inuyashiki. Oh my god, that was a, that's a good villain too. And everybody's favorite rabbit, Usagi from Juni Tyson. Oh, um, best hero, sure, Izuku, whatever. Oh. I voted for Chise. Like there was no way that I was not going to vote for Chise. <laughs> I like Izuku. He's fine, but he's no Chise. Um, we we don't really cover a lot of manga on on this podcast. Yeah, uh, mm. my lesbian experience with loneliness. That's a, that's a cover. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I skipped voting on this one because I didn't have a horse in the race, and I wasn't going to like. I didn't want to vote for something that I never heard anything from. So, yeah. So we've got uh, uh, best boy. Yeah, best boy, which Fafnir was robbed um, for Shoto Todoroki. Um, sure, I sure. <laughs> I do love him just because he takes one of my least favorite tropes, which is the stoic, angry boy. Sasuke. And <laughs> turns him into a sympathetic and likable character and someone you actually want to cheer for. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, I, I, it's just me being grumpy because I love Fafnir. Like, Fafnir's the. Fafnir is amazing. Um, I would have been mad if Izuku would have won this one. Like, I would have legitimately been angry uh, if Izuku would have won that one. Um, was he well, nominated in this one? He was, yes. You had Todoroki, you had uh, Rei Kiriyama from March Comes in Like a Lion, uh, Kazuma from. Uh, Kanasoba, Izuku, Fafnir, and Yakuto uh, Yorokatai from Descending Stories, which I don't know what that is. So. Uh, next Maybe up. you couldn't win both. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> or people were just more interested in Todoroki mm. than Izuku, which is completely legitimate. Like, <laughs> um, Best girl? Best girl. Uh, fuck you, you're wrong. Uh, oh, yeah. Ochako won. Uh, but Froppy was nominated and didn't win. Fuck you, Crunchyroll. You're wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> and anime uh, you of had the on year. this one, by the way, Atsuko uh, from Little Witch. She's adorable. I love her so much. Uh, Ochako, 
Uh, Morioka. Morioka, Morioka from MMO Junkie. Morichan. Mori Morichan. Serval from Kanamino Friends. Uh, Suyu and Shisei. And anime of the year, uh, surprisingly, not My Hero Academia, (laughs) (laughs) which really surprised me. Uh, Yeah, Made in Abyss won anime of the year. And yes, like of the options we had here, uh, we had March March Comes in Like a Lion, season two, Made in Abyss, Land of the Lustrous, uh, My Hero, uh, Descending Stories, season two, and Little Little Witch Academia. I wrote in... Uh, my, ancient magus bride on this one <laughs> um but of those i'm glad made an abyss one and it wasn't just my hero um i love my hero but watching made an abyss it's an experience like made an abyss is not just a just get done with and you're done with it like it is it's an amazing layered show and like one of the only reasons why I was even thinking of looking at anime strike. <laughs> and, and Hey, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Nope. And just as I was like, cause everybody, everybody's ranting about made in abyss, like all the anime uh, reviewers that I'm like, everybody is going head over heels for made in abyss. I'm like, fine. Between this and any Yashiki, I'll fucking subscribe to anime strike for a month. Just binge them and just get done with it. And then it went away. Now I don't have to worry about that anymore. So you can watch Made in Abyss if you have Amazon Prime and just do yourself a favor mm. and do it. Yeah, Amazon got flood. Amazon Prime Video got flooded by the anime from yeah. Anime Strike. It's really good anime too. <laughs> like, like Ino Yashiki is just genuinely an amazing experience mm. in and of itself. Mm. And that's not just me being uh, biased towards the Man on a Mission opening. Um, you have this, you have Killing Bites, which surprisingly got deep. <laughs> I went in expecting uh, Waifu Bloody Roar, and I'm getting character development that Juni Tyson was wetting itself trying to get. <laughs> and you still have one. Ballroom Ayokoso is on there, which I've heard a lot of really good things about as well. Yes. That was uh, one Justin was really excited about, wasn't it? Yes, it is the anime about ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's because that's there is the an anime, anime about everything. Yep, that's the anime mm-hmm. awards. Uh, when left up to fans, turns out that popular anime wins. Um, I'm real. I'm so glad that uh, my hero did not take anime of the year, though. Like when you put Made in Abyss up against my hero, while I loves me some shonen bullshit. Like uh, I love, like you give me a show anime, I am all in. This one is amazing because it just play it, it. It does everything that a show anime should actually do. It is a proper evolution of the of the art form. It's no Maiden Abyss. <laughs> uh, according to Reggie thirty three, we're going to be getting a live action Inuyashiki. Yes, yes. And I'm uh, afraid of that so much. <laughs> no, don't be afraid because you know who's playing the fucking bad guy. It's uh, it's Kenshin, isn't it? Taco Satoru. Oh my gosh. Kenshin slash, uh, freaking Deno. Uh, love you, Kamen uh, Rider. One of my favorite actors. Speak- not just. Oh, good. I said not just one of my favorite Japanese actors. One of my favorite actors. 
The and man's range is incredible. Speaking of the live action, um, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, if you don't normally, if you watch the show and not the other shows on the network, uh, in May, because Josh nailed it for me and for some reason I didn't get it, we're going to be doing rant and reviews of live action anime movies all through the month of May for Anime Rant and Review Month. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, we'll be doing Roroni Kenshin. We'll be doing Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, I will be really interested to see Dale and Rachel's appro- uh, approach to Death Note. Um, yes, we're doing the whitewashing, whitewashed Death Note one. It'll be fat. It'll be interesting to see me watch it again with Rachel to see if that colors my opinion any of it. Um, of it what's that fourth one? Um, I think Roroni th- Kenshin is two movies, right? There are three. Oh. Yeah, uh, more so. I'm thinking the most recent one. Um, <clears throat> maybe the live action Attack on Titan. Um, because I have that. They sent me a review copy of that. Um, hmm, and nice. it's Indi- it's okay. <laughs> Inuyashiki isn't coming out before May, is it? I don't think so. Um, but I, I think it was either that or what did they say? I was thinking about the other, the fourth movie. Um, but nevertheless, um, did we mention Full Metal Alchemist? Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist is in there. That's what actually got me started on this one because it just randomly fucking dropped to Netflix. I'm like, okay, I didn't even think this came out yet. Oh, <laughs> you mentioned Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yes, Ghost yes. in the Shell, maybe. Um, um I, I because we yeah. have two proper Japanese uh, Japanese anime trans translations to live action, and then there's two whitewashings. Let's see what let's see how it works. Hey, CJ, what can our fans email if they have a suggestion for Anime Rant Review Month? If you have a suggestion for anime, send it over to geekioshow at gmail.com. Just put anime, either a- a- either properly spelled or A-N-I-M-A-Y, in the subject line. And or shown in bullshit. We'll know or shown in bullshit, yeah. <laughs> uh, or CJ's wrong about Darling in the Fronks, whatever. Um, again, I didn't hate it. <laughs> um you can also send those over to us via Twitter, Facebook, all those are slash geek.io show. Uh, if you have a suggestion, you don't feel like emailing us and you, or you want to send in a anime review of yourself by yourself, go ahead and give us a call. You can do that at 727-489-4335. That is if you, if it's under 30 seconds or 30, uh, a minute and you want it played on the show, we'll, we'll take care of it for you. And once again, always thank you to Jonathan Young for letting me butcher his music. And I just realized that I have a month to create a new intro. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so all through the show, we have titles going into geekioshow.showbot.tv. And at this point, since Carrie does it on Thursdays, Josh is going to... I'm going to stall while Josh pulls up geekioshow.showbot.tv and will read us our show title candidates, which you can vote on Mondays live at 10 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash geekioshow, waiting for some kind of visual cue. (laughs) Well, see, here's the thing with Showbot for me. Whenever I pull it up, the very topmost title I can never see. It's directly underneath title, buy, and votes. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Right? Uh, I don't know what it is about my particular screen, but I can never see the first title. You might want to screen cap with the clipping tool and send it to CJ so he can send it to BioCow. Yeah. 
Uh, well, then we'll take care of that later. But anyways, uh, according to Carrie's screen, which I can just look over at and read, Fair. we have game of dot 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 Congress. We have someone found their thesaurus. The show needs a pacemaker. This show needs a breather. Leave the coffin cracked. Slay Beggy Suicide Watch. And the longest long boy. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you if uh, for more anime goodness back here in two weeks. Come in next week, Monday, when uh, Jared Azevedo and myself talk about some Eastern television on the small screen spoiler show. But for all of us here, we'll see you next time. Uh, bye bye. Bye. I'll play this one because Dale's not here to get angry at me. <laughs> Hi, my name is Water Buffalo, and I hope you've enjoyed this VK Media Network production. Copyright 2018, you see how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.